How are you doing this morning? I hope you're doing wonderful. Welcome to the Dr. Daff Show. I'm your host, Dr. Daff, and we're continuing our book series, Understanding the Purpose and Power of Women. And we are talking today about a woman's sexual needs and a man's sexual needs. This is one of those topics that I don't think it's talked about enough, and especially in the church world and the body of Christ, there's all this like hush, 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 hush when it comes to sex, when it comes to marriage, the ins and outs of different things that we experience and we're all experiencing the same thing. Um, So it's just kind of interesting how we don't talk about it. There's a lot of shame around sex. There's a lot of like discomfort around sex. And depending on how you grew up, maybe you were not taught. I know I wasn't. I wasn't even allowed to say the word boys. (laughs) Yeah, I was writing men. I was seeing them at school, after school, all kinds of stuff. And yet I wasn't allowed to actually talk about it or get information. And that was very harmful to me. So I vowed as an adult that I would make sure to always talk about things that maybe aren't talked about enough for people who didn't get it to be able to learn about it. And I do think that this is one of those areas that in relationships can almost get like overshadowed in relationships. Sometimes that's all that's focused on like yeah maybe your mom and dad didn't talk to you about sex but when you got into a relationship that's all you do is have sex (laughs) but yeah you don't really understand it you don't really understand the dynamics of it you don't understand your body you don't even understand him you're just going along with it because that's what you think he wants and that's what he says he wants or that's what the music is telling you and so you just kind of think that this is the most important thing and it's extremely important but it's more important for you to know as a woman what you need why you need it what a man needs why he needs it and feel comfortable in it that's really the main thing is to feel comfortable in it because that discomfort is what causes a lot of behaviors to start popping up in your relationship and your marriage that discomfort of talking about it or feeling like if you don't go along with it then you're not desirable he doesn't really love you anymore he wants to cheat on you maybe he already has and so there's always like this weird energy around sex because of that or maybe he's not pursuing you sexually and so you're feeling unwanted or unloved. Um, Some men aren't pursuing their wives sexually. So it's like you have the extreme or the ones who are just kind of like always pursuing their wives sexually. And there's some that are just ignoring their wives and there's a lot of hurt there. So there's a lot of different feelings around sex and marriage. Maybe your husband um, for some reason can't have sex or you for some reason can't have sex right now. And that causes different issues or your husband is addicted to pornography or you're addicted to pornography or you're not able to have sex with your husband without imagining someone else or imagining 
something else and that is causing issues in your sex life. There's a lot of things. There's a lot of different things. And so it does need to be talked about more. I have to find the right platform and the right place to kind of unravel all the different things. I don't know if this is the right place for it. I don't know how much people are desiring that content here specifically. Um, But I know in the future, I do have something that I want to do that hopefully can talk more about these kinds of things. So let me know. Email me, message me, let me know the things that you need specifically for your marriage. I have gotten lots of messages about respect, and so I am going to be discussing that in the future more. But let me know if there's something with relation to the sexual nature of your marriage that you really want me to talk about. Now, please excuse my voice. I am recovering from a cold. Um, The enemy has been really at me for the last, I don't know, month and a half. As you know, I've been creating a lot of content for you ladies that's like really deep rooted stuff. A lot of trauma, a lot of things that are just kind of pulling at the roots of your lives and God has been with me God is so good but the enemy has also definitely been at me hard and I think it's really important for me to also remind you that I need prayer I need prayer I need you guys to also pray for me as I give so much of myself on my platform spiritually and mentally and emotionally to cover these areas that the the devil really wants to use to destroy you ladies um putting myself out there in such a way spiritually is actually really serious. And I do need a lot of prayer to cover me. um, And also just to help me not to get overwhelmed by all of the craziness. And I can't even go into all the details of all the things that the devil has been attacking me with in my life and what I've been suffering with because of the work that I do here on YouTube and on the podcast. Um, But it's been a lot. It's been a lot. And sometimes it makes me actually want to stop so that I can just live in peace. But then I I won't have peace um, one way or another. So I just continue pushing through. But it doesn't mean that I am immune to all of the things that come my way because of the work that I do. So please pray for me always. Whenever you're praying, just say a prayer for me and my family and the work that I do so that I have the faith to continue pushing forward. So I know that was a really long intro. Today we're continuing the chapter, understanding the woman's emotional needs and sexuality. And we started talking about this, but right now I want to talk a little bit about the woman's needs. Because as women, even though we love and need and desire sex, it it looks a little bit differently than how a man does. It looks a little bit differently than how a man goes about it. We kind of need some other things sometimes to get us in the mood or to make us feel like we want to give of ourselves in that way. And because of a lot of things in scripture, women sometimes feel like they have to give themselves up in a, in a way sexually and they don't have any say over their bodies or over their sexual behavior. And so I wanted to spell some of those things and kind of 
get you to understand what God really means by that because God wants you to love sex, enjoy sex. He made sex. Sex is beautiful. It's good. It's wonderful. It feels good. It brings good. It's all good. Um, But it doesn't always feel like that because of some of the things that surround it with your husband. So I want you to go ahead and sit back, relax, get something to drink, get something to write with, cozy up in a warm blanket, light a candle, and let's talk about this. The woman needs affection. A woman needs affection. This need is a part of who she is. A woman doesn't just want affection, she needs it. Yet, while one of her primary needs is affection, one of the male's primary needs is sex. If these two interrelated needs are not lovingly understood and balanced, they can cause some of the worst conflicts in a marriage. What men and women need to understand is that affection creates the environment for sexual union in marriage, while sex is the event. Most men don't realize this, and so they immediately go after the event. They don't know what it means to create an environment of affection. They focus only on their need. Men need sex, but women need affection. And they need this affection to precede sexual intimacy. The problem is that the man is not naturally affectionate. Many men simply do not understand how to give affection to their wives. How can a man give a woman what she needs when he feels he doesn't have what she needs? The man can learn to be affectionate. He can come to know the woman's purpose and design and then meet her needs for affection as it relates to her design. A lot of men will say that they don't know what their wife wants. They've tried this. They tried that. Nothing makes her happy. She's never satisfied. She's not appreciative. And a lot of times they're just doing all the wrong stuff. Or they think that just a little bit of this and a little bit of that is enough. It's very transactional. And it's not meant to be transactional. Marriage is not meant to be transactional. And a lot of men have that mentality from dating that if I take the woman on a date, you know, take her to coffee, take her to dinner, then that means I get sex. It's this cause and effect. And that's not the way that it's supposed to be. And so if a woman gets her lobster dinner with her man, that doesn't automatically make her want to have sex with him. Right. For some women, Maybe it does because it's like, okay, showing that he's putting in some effort, but that's not how sex works. It's not just because he did this for you. It's not for that reason, right? It's, it's an act of love. It's an act of connection. There's a warmth. There's an energy that's connected in sex. It's supposed to be a beautiful dance, a union, and that doesn't come as a meal ticket okay, you gave me the lobster, here's your ticket for sex. That's not how it works. And so, of course, it's not going to be smooth and easy. 
While a man is always sexually ready, a woman is not always ready for sexual relations. God designed her to be a four-season cycle, summer, winter, autumn, and spring. You can always tell when it's summer. The sun is at high noon. It's hot. God made her that way. Then comes autumn. Autumn is when the weather grows cooler and the woman begins acting a little more reserved. And then winter comes and the man feels that he's been left out in the cold. Yet winter passes and suddenly spring arrives and it gets warmer and everything is new again. A man needs to understand that there are seasons of a woman. He might be ready for her, but it could be wintertime. This idea of seasons is such a great way to illustrate how we can be as women sometimes because I've talked about this in the past, how the Lord made us in a way where we naturally have what it takes to keep men on this cycle of interest. It's like, yes, sometimes we're so ready for sex. We're so just passionate. And a lot of times it's because of where we are in our monthly cycle. Our bodies are always on a cycle as women. And so during the week where we're ovulating, we are definitely going to be more sexually like ready. And if you've ever taken the time to like think about your body in that way, for those of you who have been pregnant or want to be pregnant, this is something you're very familiar with. But if you haven't, if you're still very young and you know, you're not married yet, um, or maybe you're dating and you find that there's some weeks where it's like, all the guy does is send you one little message and you're ready to go over to his house. Look at your calendar. Look at your cycle and see where you are because chances are you are ovulating or right about to ovulate. And that's why you have more sexual energy. You feel more sexually ready. And then there are times during your cycle where you're just not really feeling it. And a lot of times that could be right before your period starts. When you're menstruating, that's when you're not able to have sex. And... um a lot of men during that time of the month, they feel very left out in the cold because their wife is like, mm, can't have sex. Oh, well, you got to wait. <laughs> and yes, they do have to wait. But that does not mean that there aren't other things that you can do to, you know, help your man out a little bit during that time of the month, um, because he should not get nothing from you just because you're on your period if he's desiring something from you. Okay, that's all about that, like you having empathy for him and his sexual needs. And that reminder again that we talked about, which is you are where he goes for his sexual needs. Like you're all he has. He doesn't have other women to have sex with. He's not, he shouldn't be watching porn and getting off on other women or scrolling through Instagram and looking at half naked women and getting off on that. Like you're supposed to be it. So if you deny him, then you are closing the door to him on a need that he desperately has. And I know this is really hard sometimes. It's a lot of pressure sometimes to feel like you have to be that source all the time for him. But that is the biggest motivation usually for men to even marry you. It's feeling like they permanently have this person who they can rely on for such a big need that they have. Most men actually do get really stressed out having to like find sex on all these different places from all these different women. 
um, it's stressful for them. They would rather have one person that they can rely on that will be there for them sexually. And so when they find that person, they love that and that's who they marry because they, they know that in marriage, that's something that they can have guaranteed. They don't have to go to the club and find someone every night or find a prostitute or find some girl from college. They don't need to do that. They don't need to talk them up and take them out and all of that. So there are seasons that we go through naturally that give us a break. And God gave us our menstrual cycle that gives us a break. If your husband is very highly sexual and needs sex all the time, like you do get that break. But at the same time, it doesn't mean that he gets absolutely nothing from you especially if he's desiring it. If he doesn't really care, then that's fine. But if he's desiring from you, then that's your opportunity to give back to him in that way. But with that being said, your husband should respect how you feel when you're not in the mood to have sex, when you're not able, like when you're not ready, when you're feeling under the weather, when you're pregnant, whatever situation's happening in your life personally where you don't feel that the time is right, he should respect that. And this is another conversation we'll talk more about, but this is something that is important. A man does not have the right to bully you into sex or to take advantage of your body without your permission, even if you're married. We'll talk about that more in a second. But in the Bible, Peter said, husbands in the same way, be considerate as you live with your wives and treat them with respect. 1 Peter 3, 7. Ladies, before we continue, I want to share my fragrance line with you, Fine Forever. Fine Forever is a fragrance line with a promise. It is a blessed luxury fragrance line that promotes the promises of God. Each fragrance is tied to a biblical scripture to remind you that with God, you will be fine forever. We launched our first fragrance, 2911, after the scripture, Jeremiah 2911, which talks about the plans God has for your life. This fragrance is rich, deep, mysterious, and feminine. It will surely turn heads and become a signature scent for you. We also have our Faith Collection, which introduces two beautiful fragrances that are unique and memorable, Silent Storm and Mustard Seed. Mustard Seed is a fresh, delicate, and bright aquatic floral fragrance, and it's reminiscent of a warm beach on a tropical sea. Silent Storm is a decadent gourmand fragrance that portrays youthful femininity. Silent Storm is rich, smooth, and refined. Visit the website www.fineforever.com. You can use the code Dr. Daff for 20% off of your fragrance. Thank you so much for your love, your kindness, and your support. Now, back to our episode.
men are to be considerate and respectful to their wives in sexual matters. They need to be aware that the woman's design is related to her purpose. She is designed to reproduce and therefore her body has a reproductive cycle. Even though the man is the one who plants the seed, he has to plant it during the right season for the female. The man needs to cooperate with this purpose so that both parties can be blessed. Some men have absolutely no consideration for their wives in this matter. And lately, I've heard of many cases of marital rape. Men raping their wives is a big problem. They think that their marriage license gives them that license to force their wives. That is not being a man. That is being a beast. That is being an animal, a creature. That is not love. It's rape. Regardless of whether it's being in the context of their legal relationship as husband and wife, this is wrong. God's design is that genuine love be present in the marriage bed, whether there is where there is sensitivity, patience, and affection. Do you feel pressure to have sex with your husband? Do you feel like if you don't have sex with him, he's going to be mad at you? Do you feel like his sex drive is too high for you to deal with? This is something to talk to your husband about. I know that we tend to sometimes shy away from these topics because they're like the unspoken things. Like, let's just talk with our bodies. But some things need to be talked about with your mouth because some men don't get it. The clues, the hints, the rolling over, pretending you're asleep, all that stuff doesn't work. You have to straight up tell him. And he has to be able to respect that. Some men do think that if you're laying down and you're pretending to be asleep, that he can just take advantage of your body because you're his wife. And oh, you're just, oh, just, just sleep, just sleep. Let me, let me just do this. And you just sleep. Don't worry about it. You don't even have to move, right? Men will say all kinds of stuff because they just want it, you know, to get off. But at the same time, if you did not give him permission, it is still rape in the sense that if you are saying stop, no, I don't want to leave me alone. Don't. And you're serious about it. And he is forcing himself upon you. That is not okay. It doesn't matter that you're married. It doesn't matter that you're married. It's not okay. And God is not okay with that. And if that's happening, it's something that needs to be discussed with your husband. And you need, I mean, it can be said in lots of different ways. It doesn't have to be said in a angry, screaming, harsh way, but he needs to know, listen, you need to respect my body. I don't feel like you respect my body when you try to have sex with me when I'm asleep or find a system that works for you to give him the green light that you're okay with it and say, yeah, you know, if I'm asleep and you want to do something, you know, let me know, give me some time to wake up or just say, if I'm asleep already, then let's just do it the next day or come up with something that works but I don't want you to be in a situation where you are feeling less pressure to just go along with what he's doing when he's disrespecting your body because that's not that's not what sex is made for like you're not a machine for him to service himself that's not what this is and so 
if this is something that's happening to you, then I pray that the Lord gives you the wisdom and the strength and the ability to communicate this with your husband. And hopefully it's something that can stop immediately. Another problem is that when a man gets his sexual needs met, he usually believes the woman's needs have also been met. This is not necessarily the case. <laughs> Just because a man is satisfied does not mean that the woman is, because a woman's needs are different from a man's. She experiences sexual union differently from the way in which he does. The man's responsibility is to meet a woman's need by creating an environment of affection in which she can be fulfilled. If he creates this environment, then he will often have his own sexual needs fulfilled. So what is this environment he's talking about? Is it like putting candles and roses around the room? Because we know that's not realistic for the day to day. The environment is mostly about how he's treating her, how your husband deals with you in terms of how he speaks to you, if he checks on you, if he shows throughout the day that he's connected to you. That makes it easier for you to connect with him in those moments. So in the book, he talks about bringing a woman flowers, calling her every day, sending her little cards for no particular reason, just touching her, going shopping with her, holding her hand or walking down the street. These are all expressions of affection. And a man might think it's foolish to hold his wife's hand as they're walking through the mall, but she will think it's wonderful. And that companionship that they share will create an environment of affection. I, I see this all the time when it comes to couples who are having sex with one another, but they're not in a committed relationship. I'm not even talking about marriage. I'm just talking about couples who are having premarital sex and are out maybe walking through an outdoor shopping center, or maybe they're at a theme park or they're at dinner. The woman always feels some type of way when the man will not show the public that he is in a relationship with her because it really does show like once you step outside of the house that's where you get to see how the man really sees you it's easy for a man to text you and act like he likes you he wants to come over he wants to spend time with you maybe he wants to take you out but you really get to see what they really feel once they show you with their behavior. So if he refuses to hold your hand, and some men won't even walk close enough to the woman, they kind of want to walk in a way where it still shows that they're like, maybe they're friends, but they're not intimate, right? And it's very hurtful for the woman when the man acts this way, because it's like, dang, you know, just a second ago, you were in my bed, and now we're out in public, and you kind of want it to be like <laughs> ambiguous as to whether or not we're together. So it may sound silly when you think about it, like, oh, I want him to hold my hand and that kind of thing. But when you're a woman who's with a man who's not doing any of that stuff, when he does that on his own, it will feel so good because men don't naturally think to do that kind of stuff. If he's doing it, he's doing it for you. He's doing it because he wants to show you affection. And that's, that's nice. I've even seen couples that are like in their 70s, 80s, they're old, and they're walking down the street and they're holding hands. And I think it's so beautiful. It's so beautiful because that is your life partner. That is your person. 
that person is the one who's there through everything with you. That's the person you're sharing your life with. And when you're sharing your life and also sharing your body with someone, that connection is like no other. So it is beautiful when the man goes out of his way to show some affection. And showing affection is expressing one's love constantly in little ways. Many men do not know how to do this because they didn't have fathers who showed affection to their mothers. So a lot of men have never seen this model. They don't know what it's actually like. They don't really know how to treat a woman. They really don't. They, they know that maybe they're supposed to take them on dates and you know maybe buy them things, but they don't know how to treat women on a daily basis. So if you are in a marriage where you have a husband and a son, it is so important for your husband to model these things. Even if he thinks that it's silly, he has to remember that your son is watching and that is how your son's gonna know how to treat his girlfriend, his wife one day. Even if it's the little things like having your son go help you with the grocery bags. Yes, he can say, go help your mom, but it's so much more powerful for him to actually be the one to help you, for your son to see that. That actually goes a longer way than him saying to your son, go help your mom, because this is what a husband does. So sorry, I have no idea what happened there. It seems like my audio was pulling from a different source. I apologize for that. Hopefully you were able to hear that. What I was trying to say is that I was listening to a sermon actually from Dr. Miles Monroe, and he was talking about how in his church, he wanted to start something called Husband's Day because he says, you know, we have Mother's Day, and we have Father's Day. And yes, Father's Day is great. It's wonderful to acknowledge and pay your respect to fathers, but being a husband is different than being a father. And that is a different role. And it's something to be encouraged, respected, acknowledged, all of that. And I thought, you know what? He's so right. He's so right. Because when I look on Father's Day, like on social media, there are fathers who have children with like multiple women. And it's so it's just so messy. It's so messy. And it's like, it is nice to honor husbandhood and to acknowledge that it doesn't have to be that way. You don't have to have a man who has children by different women. You can have a man who has children with one woman, is faithful to her, and is a wonderful husband, loves being a man, loves being a husband, loves women. And that should be celebrated and showcased. So I thought that was so important to remember is that there is a separation between being a father and being a husband. They are two separate roles and men deserve a pat on the back for both of them, not just for being a father. 
Now, back to sex. Many women just want to get sex over with because they're not being given the affection that they desire. And women complain about it all the time. Especially as women get older, they really start to feel like men and sex is just a waste of time, right? They've, they have received very little from men in the area of sex throughout their life. And so they're just not into it. And I've even heard some women, older women, make comments like, well, sex is for the man. It's not for the woman, which I don't agree with. I do not agree with that. But that is their experience. That's probably what they have gone through. Or maybe that's what they were taught, that they didn't deserve to be pleased and pleasured, that it was all about the man. And that's not right. (laughs) That's not correct. It's not true. And it's not something that should be tolerated. You as a woman deserve to be satisfied, to be pleased. And for you, it requires something maybe a little different than him. And it's not a blanket statement. Like some of you ladies may actually be even more sexually driven than your husband. So it's not for every single woman that feels this way. I think when life gets a little bit more busy, a little bit harder, a little bit more strenuous, that's when you start to realize maybe the things that are kind of like feel very unbalanced and maybe you may start paying attention to it more than when everything is great and sex is just popping and wonderful, you know. Um, But many women are very dissatisfied with their sexual life and it's embarrassing to talk about It's hard to talk about because it's something that was supposed to be this great gift to your marriage. And a lot of women don't have anywhere to go to express this frustration. But many women are very dissatisfied with their sexual life because their husbands are not giving them the affection that they desire. He says that women have said to him during marriage counseling, I feel like I'm just being used by this man of man of God, this quote unquote man of God. How can he pray all the time, read the Bible constantly, preach and then come home and treat me like I'm a prostitute? Well, Paul says in the Bible in Ephesians 5:28, husbands ought to love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. A husband is to love his wife, cherish her, and care for her like his own body. Some men keep themselves pretty physically fit. They go jogging, exercise, and lift weights. God is saying, put that same attention on your wife. Or as we would say, keep that same energy. Keep that energy. The same energy and attention you put on yourself, put that on me. Men take care of their bodies, they shower, they shave, and God is saying, take care of her the same way you take care of yourself. And that includes how you take care of yourself sexually and how you take care of yourself in terms of affection. And that includes sexuality and affection. Men need to be trained on this. I can tell you right now that there are thousands upon thousands of men who know nothing about affection. They know a lot about sex, but nothing about affection. I've gotten a lot of messages from ladies asking me if I'll ever do content for men. (laughs) And I feel like that's a whole nother territory. It's not something I feel very um, drawn to. There are already lots of women who do content for men. My focus is really women and children. And when I say children, I mean women being wonderful, exceptional women 
for this next generation and being wonderful mothers and bringing up a new generation of people. That is my passion. Um, I want every child to have the most beautiful, lovely um, experience in life with the women in their life. Feminine, beautiful, feminine women. Men have never been a priority. However, I do see how unbalanced it is in terms of men not receiving the advice that they desperately need. Many men are not the type to actually sit there and watch something from a woman uh, telling them what to do. But I think depending on maybe how it's done and enticing them with what men like to see and that kind of thing, it could be well received. But I don't know. Maybe one day I'll create something for men and just teaching them sort of like what women need, what women desire and that kind of thing. Um, if it's going to be helpful to men because they do need the help and it's not your job to teach them. But when you're married to a man, it will become your job to guide him gently to the things that you desire. I was reading something recently and the woman was talking about how her husband always forgot her birthday, which I know some men tend to forget their wife's birthday that I do not understand, but it happens. And she would get mad every year on her birthday because he would always forget So I think one year someone told her, why don't you just tell him it's your birthday? (laughs) And she felt silly doing that because, I mean, look at this, look at this world. Like, first of all, you would expect your husband to remember your birthday, right? But we all know that men a lot of times don't remember dates and things that they should. But with social media and that, you know, you have these men going above and beyond for their wives. And so for your husband to not only like not get you something or make reservations, but to actually not even remember feels like a super slap in the face. So she decided, you know, I'm just going to tell him, hey, babe, today's my birthday. (laughs) And she started doing that. And he started getting her gifts and taking her out and It made her day so much better, even though she had to remind him because he genuinely forgot he would go over and beyond and she enjoyed her birthday. And that's the whole point. Like sometimes we're so prideful in our minds and we feel like we shouldn't have to. I shouldn't have to show my husband how to make love to me. I shouldn't have to show him where to kiss me, where to touch me like that's something he should figure out on his own. But he probably isn't going to figure it out, girl. (laughs) He probably is not going to figure it out. A lot of the men, let me tell you, a lot of the men who know their way around a woman's body oh so well have had a lot of partners. You don't want that. It is nice to be able to teach him what you like and for him to have this beautiful experience with you and learn you. You know, and you can even make it fun. You can say, baby, you know, tonight I want you to surprise me. I want to do something different. Do something different than you normally do. Like, I just want to do something fresh and see what he comes up with. But otherwise, just tell him it's okay. Once you tell him, he's going to want to please you. He's going to like the feeling of pleasing you and he's going to keep doing what you want. It's a win-win. No one has to know about this. It's your marriage. So don't be afraid to just tell him what you want or show him. Or while he's doing what you like, say, "Ooh, I like that. I like that. Or after it's over, be like, babe, you know, I really enjoyed when you did. You know, just give him a little recap on what you loved. And he's going to remember that. That's going to feel like a gold medal to him. And he's going to continue to want to do that 
each time. A male is always ready. Girl, this could not be more true. Some of us sometimes look at men and we're like, oh, he is such a freaking dog. Like he's always ready for sex. And we look at it as a bad thing. But I want you to think about this because I feel like this really helped me to understand how important it is for him to always be ready and how it's not a bad thing. It doesn't mean he's like a horny dog. If he stays ready. I want you to listen to what Dr. Monroe had to say about this. Why is the male the way that he is? Again, design determines need. The male was designed to be a leader, a teacher, a cultivator, and a protector. Therefore, he is wired always to be ready to act. It is his nature to be ready all the time. A leader can't be ready only sometimes. If an attack comes in the middle of the night, he has to be prepared. If an attack comes at midday, he can't be caught off guard. If problems arise at sunset, a leader has to be a leader. Because God designed the male to be ready, he is in a state of readiness in all various aspects of his life, including his sexuality. His sexual energy never stops. It may pause, but it never really stops. So I want you to think about that. Like, do you get disgusted that your husband is always ready? Or does it turn you on? Have you thought about the fact that men are supposed to stay ready for everything, including sex? That's why it's so embarrassing and frustrating to men when they have a hard time, you know, um, with their with their body parts they have a hard time you know getting ready because in their mind like that means that they're less of a man they're supposed to be ready to perform to please you to give that pleasure and they're not so this is actually really important so after thinking about this i hope that it helps you realize that it's not unnatural for a man to be sexually ready all the time. The man just needs to realize that being ready doesn't always mean taking action. So it's not an excuse for him to be promiscuous and to get around or to badger you for sex 24-7 because he's always ready. There does need to still be self-control, which is an important fruit of the spirit for God, for him to be able to exercise self-control and also understand that That's not your nature. So he needs to work with that. Oh, and just as I said it, it says here, (laughs) encourage the young men to be self-controlled. Titus 2.6. Self-control is a reoccurring theme in Paul's writings. He knew that sex can control men. When you're always ready, you must be able to exercise self-control. A man's need for sex is one of the strongest needs imaginable. It is an aspect of the makeup of a man that gives him great fulfillment. Many men don't understand this drive themselves. They don't know why they're like this. And some men might even feel shameful about it. But there's nothing to be ashamed about when it comes to sex. It is so beautiful, so natural, and so important. So, 
It's important for men to know that it's normal, but it needs to be controlled. And some men are so ashamed of it that they even pay for sex. Like they need it so much, but yet they feel like it's wrong for them to want it as much as they do. So they find it and they pay for sex, even men who are married. I mean, I have heard from so many prostitutes and they say like, yeah, I mean, a lot of the clients, most of them are actually married. And that feels so disheartening to hear. But the reason is they feel like their wives are not willing to have sex with them. They actually look at them in disgust. And it's not one of those things where they feel like they want to have like super unnatural or out of control sex. Most of the time, like they say they want normal, basic, regular sex. It's just they feel like their wives don't want it. But that's another story. It's just showing how important it is to men that this is what they spend money on going to get sexual fulfillment. Now, the man's readiness places the woman in a difficult situation. Okay, that's that's what ends up happening is that sometimes it's just too much and you have every right to not want to have sex all the time. First, she might interpret his energy as animalistic, thoughtless, and heartless. If his approach is too abrupt or too aggressive, she may even tell him to leave her alone. The man then interprets her reaction as disinterest or disrespect. And in this case, he might feel inclined to find interest and respect somewhere else. On the other hand, I've known some women who pay more attention to church activities and evangelism than they do to their own husbands. They neglect their husbands. They neglect their husbands' sexual needs because they claim they're too busy serving God. However, this means that their husbands are then left at home and they're always ready. So is this you? Like, do you hide behind your obligations? Do you hide behind all of your responsibilities? Do you realize that God places a lot of importance on sex. And I know for me, there are some days where I am so busy trying to record content, trying to come up with content, trying to record a podcast, edit a podcast, edit a video. There's so much work that goes into what I do on YouTube. And I love that time. I love that time to work. I love time with God to praise him and to read the Bible. And I sometimes get so frustrated because I'm like, ah, he wants to spend time with me, but I'm busy. And I have to tell myself, look, this is actually more important to God than what you're doing right now. You think you're doing all this important work and God is so happy with you, but he's looking at you sideways because you don't want to spend time with your husband. You don't want to have sex. And that's something I have to always remind myself of when it's an inconvenient time for me. I have to remind myself, even if it's for God, this is actually for God. Your marriage, your family, your sex life, that is for God. He cares about that and your attitude with that. It says in the Bible that the husband should fulfill his marital duty to his wife and likewise the wife to her husband. So this is something God is commanding you to do is to fulfill your marital duties. This this goes both ways. The wife's body does not belong to her alone, but also belongs to him. Just like the husband's body does not belong to him alone, but also belongs to his wife. Do not deprive each other except by mutual consent for a time so that you may devote yourselves to prayer. 
Then come together again so that Satan will not tempt you because of your lack of self-control. 1 Corinthians 7, 3 through 5. And this is speaking to the fact that sometimes people use things like traveling and fasting and all of this stuff that they're doing to say that they can't have sex. But God is saying that it is very important that you fulfill one another's sexual needs because when you don't, it opens the door for the devil to try and cause problems for your marriage. That's why God had to be so specific about this so that you know that this is important. It's not just him trying to get sex from you. This is something that is necessary, needed, valued in your marriage by God. When some women became Christians, they somehow thought that it's not spiritual for them to engage in physical relations any longer. They tell their husbands, I'm saved now and my body is a temple of the Holy Spirit, so don't touch me. And this is a really foolish philosophy and it's a damaging witness to their husbands. Sex was part of God's design for humanity originally, and it is a holy thing between a husband and a wife. The Bible says to the woman, the wife's body does not belong to her alone, but also to her husband in 1 Corinthians 7, 4. And it says to the man, the husband's body does not belong to him alone, but also to his wife. The wife's body belongs both to herself and to her husband, and the husband's body belongs both to himself and to his wife. So as hard as it may be to swallow this, these verses are not only telling us that husbands and wives are to meet one another's sexual needs, but also that one or the other partner has a say in whether or not he or she is ready to have sexual interactions. And I know this makes a lot of people really uncomfortable because it's like, how dare you say that this is your body? Like, this is not your body. This is my body. <laughs> but the thing here is that we have to remember when it comes to the things of God, it is different than the things of this world. This world will tell you that everything is about you. You're the main character in your life. Everything revolves and is about you. But when you are a daughter of the king, you are able to say, actually, I live counterculturally. What the world says is not what I go by. So the way you live is starkly different. The way you think is starkly different than the rest of the world. And that is difficult, but it just tells you you can't listen to what social media and what just anyone says, even though people have really good advice. Sometimes you look at a blog or you watch a YouTube video and you're like, yeah, that makes sense. I, I feel that, like that's real but it's not of God. It may sound good, it may feel good, but when it comes to things of the Lord, he asks us to do the harder things, the things that are not <laughs> easy, but those things are what set you free. That's how you end up getting blessed. That's how you end up getting the things that the world can never give you, the peace and the love and the abundance of God. It's a beautiful thing to receive, but 
you won't ever know what that's like if you don't operate in the things that he's asked us to. So I know it's difficult, but that is the truth. The truth is your body is not your own. The truth is you live to be a servant to the world, to be a representative of God, to your husband, to serve him and his sexual desires as long as they're appropriate. That is part of your makeup when it comes to the covenant of sex and marriage that you've made with God. But there does have to be balance, right? And consideration for one another. Some men walk around with the attitude, if I don't have it, I'm going to die. Well, let them die. Okay. It's not every situation that requires a man to have sex. Like there are times when a woman needs a break. Maybe she's pregnant and she just can't get herself to physically, emotionally, whatever the case might be. Maybe she's dealing with an illness, right? Or maybe you're grieving and you just don't have anything in you to give in that way. Like that's acceptable. He should not be pounding on your back while you're trying to sleep, trying to have sex with you when you're in the middle of grieving or you've just had a miscarriage or whatever the case might be. Like there are times where he needs to be sensitive and understanding and Yes, you can be gracious and still give it to him, even though you're just not in that right place. But that is really a testament in terms of how he cares for you, because (laughs) that's a conversation I would have with God about his behavior after the fact. And I would just say, Lord, or even before I would say, Lord, you know how I feel. You know, I would love to, but you know how I feel right now. Please like allow this situation to stop or be fast or pray a prayer to your father. And I promise you, he will, he will come through for you. (laughs) All of a sudden he'll be like, Oh, my stomach. I don't know. It just feels a little weird. (laughs) I don't know. Something will happen though. So, you know, he also needs to be loving and respectful in that way. The primary areas of need, therefore, for women and men are love, respect, conversation, recreational companionship, and affection and sex. And if you want to be blessed, don't focus on your needs, but discover what the other person needs and seek to fulfill them. Then this will be a double blessing because meeting the needs of the other person usually causes him or her to want to fulfill yours. And if you do have an absolutely wonderful husband who loves you, who cherishes you, who treats you so well, then it is really important that you don't get so used to his great behavior with you that you take it for granted and that you don't start considering what he likes, what he would want. You know, some women are unfortunately very spoiled and yes, they they recognize that they have a good thing, but they've stopped wanting to please their husbands. Maybe when you were dating, you were looking good. You were thinking of ways to like make him smile. You cared about what he thought, what he wanted to eat, what he wanted to do. And then as time went on, he showed you like he's obsessed with you. He loves you so much and he does all these things for you. You've stopped considering him. That happens a lot. And so if you have a husband like that, it is important. He's a blessing from God. And it is important for you to also care about his desires and his needs and take time to think when you're in the store and you're buying yourself 10 bags or bunch of lipsticks and makeup and perfume and jewelry and you're shopping online, buying a new dress and new boots. Think about your husband. Like, you know, maybe he would like some designer 
deodorant or like i don't know why i said deodorant but there are some nice deodorants that men would appreciate or maybe he would like this belt or whatever you're buying there might be something in the store he may like to think about him for a moment and not only about yourself many situations in which couples are facing mild to severe marital difficulties are a result of their failure to understand serve and appreciate each other coming to understand their spouse's needs and seeking to fulfill them while offering unconditional love has transformed the marriages of numerous couples and these principles are drawn directly from god's word the bible equips us to be the women and the men that we were designed to be so i encourage you to be a person of the word as you undertake to understand god's purposes and design for humanity and to meet the needs of those whom you are in a relationship with. May you be blessed as you are a blessing to others. So I want you to take this and think to yourself, how can you be a blessing to your husband today? What can you do? Pray and ask God to help you. Maybe it's just you being a little bit more understanding when he tells you about something he's dealing with. Maybe it's you making his favorite dish or you putting on some lingerie tonight or whatever it is that you two do together. Why don't you think about how you can be a blessing to him today? Because tomorrow is not promised and it's important to start things now start right away don't wait for something to come in and mess up your mood because when you get a word like this unfortunately as great as it may feel and you may have the best intentions the devil will try so hard to piss you off today (laughs) or to make your husband say the craziest thing and get you off of this track because you're trying to actually bless him and your life is on its way to being better your marriage is on its way to being better or you're in a relationship with a guy and you're getting so close to him proposing the devil will try to get you to get into arguments and to get you to start imagining things and all of this stuff to try to ruin your relationship don't allow it take hold of what is yours take hold of the blessings god has given you through this man and do your part my love and you will be blessed I love you so much and I thank you for taking time to listen to this. You can follow me at Dr. Michelle Dapp on Instagram and at the Dr. Dapp Show on Instagram. And you can also follow me on YouTube at Dr. Michelle Dapp. Until next time, my loves, in all things you do, make a feminine impression. Bye-bye.